Sandra Jovchelovich, Professor of Social Psychology here at LSE. You've written a book with Jacqueline Priego-Hernandez, Underground Sociabilities, Identity, Culture and Resistance in Rio de Janeiro's Favelas. Now, looking at that book, reflecting on it, you're describing people who have a terrible situation. Lawless, drug-infested, to use a tabloid term, astonishing statistics about lack of parents, and yet you partly celebrate them. You're talking about the NGOs, the activism, some amazing statistic, 97% of them, so they love living there. Uh, do we obliterate these places, integrate them in the rest of Rio, or do we kind of celebrate these favelas? Which should I do? You should do both. You should understand what is to be celebrated, and you should understand what needs remedying and needs action. Uh, favelas are a very complex environment. They are places of uh, tremendous uh, contextual adversity where human suffering, poverty, social inequality are visible and there for everyone to see. However, this is not the only story about the favelas because as soon as you go through the surface of representations of the kinds you describe, you are going to find tremendous resilience, capacity for survival, capacity to turn lives around, stand up and continue. So favelas are a combination of what poverty does to people, but also of what human agency can do in relation to poverty. If we'd said the same about slums in London, when the chaps in Victorian England went around and said how awful they are, and we'd all said, you know, when you go under the surface, they're all very happy. They may be running up and down chimneys at the age of eight, but they have a fantastic, robust culture. We still have the slums. In some ways, don't we need some kind of extreme social action to move from a situation which in the future we'll see as terrible to one which is tolerable? I agree with you, but we will not have social movements that will turn the situation around if we don't have individuals who can think of themselves as agents and are able to put into motion the necessary action that will change society. And they need to come from within the family. And this has to be there in this context, absolutely. So as long as contexts of poverty are only seen as contexts in which we need to intervene from without, we're not going to see effective social change. But child labour, to go labour the point, child labour and so on, were changed because of liberal millionaires like Shaftesbury and so on, who took a kind of moral view. In other words, you need to be paternalistic to make a difference. But I think you're saying to me it needs to come from within a society. Absolutely. I think society must move in concert when it comes to real social change. We cannot think of social change only as a top-down process. Social change to happen must necessarily involve the actors Concerned. And one of the amazing things we found in the favelas of Rio is that you have a whole range of new social actors, young, black, favela dwellers, uh, who are now prepared to expose to the whole of Brazil who they are, what they want, and build voice. As long as they're not killed by the police, because that's another ambiguity I couldn't work out from your book, I'm afraid. Are the police the good guys or the bad guys? On the one hand, it's some kind of pacification unit. On the other hand, you're saying things have improved. Where do the police fit? They're the only bit of the government they ever come across. Where do they fit? They fit in the process of change. And, Connor, there are never good guys and bad guys. People are good and bad, sometimes at the same 
time. Oh, typical academic response. Everything's no, complicated. It's, it's not an academic response. You just need to look at real life. Nobody is only good and bad. People are complex and the police in Rio is undergoing a tremendous process of change. You say this can be applied elsewhere. Is that a sort of blurb for your book? Is that a pitch for money? Because it struck me the favelas is a pretty unique situation. The favelas are very unique situations, but every context can teach another context. We humans can learn from each other. This is one of our, one of our greatest advantages. And one of the things we want to do with this research, and especially one of the things that our partners, UNESCO, wanted to do with this research, was to investigate to which extent experiences such as the one happening in Rio can travel and can inform other similar contexts of development. We're very happy to report that there are many aspects of this experience that can travel. And we have been discussing with people in India and in Africa about what happens in Rio. You've lived in here for ooh, quite a few years, 20 years maybe even, close to. Do you feel you're a Londoner, a person from England, a person who lives in Britain? Which are you? I probably have the dilemma of every displaced person. You are not what you used to be, and you are yet not uh, exactly belonging fully to the culture you are in. Uh, when you go, when you decide to leave, you leave behind uh, uh, part of your culture, part of your language, and you have to embrace something new. So I think that uh, I am both and I'm none. Sandra. Dovchelovich, thank you very much for submitting yourself to the Girti Grilling. Thank you, Kodo.